Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and this is going to be another one of those solo shows that we do periodically. Uh, For those of you that subscribe to the podcast, you will notice that we have not had too many episodes recently, and the reason for that is just scheduling. Things have been so busy in the past couple of weeks. And I think that this time of year often does get busy because you have Halloween season and all of the events that that brings and just people's schedules seem to be busier. So it's tough lining up a time where we can record. But I wanted to get some content out to you, which is why I'm doing this solo episode. It'll be a relatively short episode, uh, but I did just want to go over a couple of things. Next week, If all goes as planned, we'll be recording our episode in which we talk about Taylor Swift's new album, Midnights. That'll be with Alex and Joe. So we have a tentative date to record that. I know many of you are looking forward to that episode. So that should be next week. And uh, there'll be more content headed your way. But I I did want to do the solo show just to get something out to you. And I was thinking about what I could talk about in this show. So the first thing I'll just uh, speak briefly about is my recent trip to Orlando for Halloween season festivities. Uh, What I did was went with my brother and uh, Joe to the Orlando area. We stayed at Los Portofino Bay Resort over at Universal Studios. This is a trip we have done every year for the past few years, except for 2020 due to the pandemic. And It's a fun weekend. We go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party on Friday night, which was great this year. Had a wonderful, wonderful time at the party. And when you go to the theme parks as much as we do, you don't feel under that much pressure to go on every single attraction. So this year, we didn't go on Splash Mountain. We didn't go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is fine because we've done those so much. Uh, We did do a lot of great stuff. In terms of the attractions, we went on... Let's see, uh, Buzz Lightyear, People Mover, Peter Pan, Small World, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, which was cool with the live actors. I like that uh, update for the Halloween party. Went on Jungle Cruise, which is always fun at night, uh, and a few other uh, attractions. Uh, We also had some great snacks. You know, we were debating getting one of the Halloween party snacks, but we didn't do that. We ended up getting the Plaza Ice Cream Hot Fudge Sunday, which is great. Highly, highly recommend. That was, that was a lot of fun. We saw some of the Boo to You Parade, uh, which was nice. I'm not a, really a parade person, so I don't have much to say about that. But it was cool to see. And that song does get stuck in your head. And uh, it was great to be there for the theming, the Halloween overlays and the lighting. It's a very cool time at the Halloween party. We really enjoy it. And this year was no exception. Uh, On Saturday night, we went to Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal. And this is the highlight of the weekend because we love horror movies. We love Halloween. And this is the culmination of all of that. When people ask me what Halloween Horror Nights is like, I say, picture your local haunted house that is in operation during the Halloween season and then add on all of Universal Studios' technology behind it, their uh, capabilities, their team of workers, and that's what Halloween Horror Nights is, and then some. Uh, It's a a fantastic event if you're into this stuff. And uh, we had a great, great time. Now, I'll note that we did not try any of the Halloween food. 
nothing really stands out unless I'm missing something. But yeah, we didn't try any of the food. We went to the Mel's Drive-In restaurant for dinner, or as it's known during the Halloween party, Mel's Die-In. And then afterwards went to Toothsome Chocolate Factory for a dessert. But it's interesting, what was my favorite house of the night? The ha- my favorite haunted house of the night. And it may surprise you to hear me say Halloween. Because when I've listened to other people give their top 10 rankings, Halloween doesn't really make it to the top of the list. It tends to be in the bottom half. But I'll tell you why I love the Halloween house. First off, I'm a big fan of the original Halloween movie. It's a classic. It's considered to be one of the greatest horror films of all time for obvious reasons. It's the movie that introduced films, uh, introduced fans to the Michael Myers character. Features tremendous acting, great directing, great soundtrack, etc. And where I think Universal's Halloween Horror Nights does an amazing job is taking those classic horror movies and creating a haunted house type experience in which you can immerse yourself in the film. So, for example, years ago, the first house I ever went to at a Halloween Horror Nights was The Shining. And I remember leaving that house and I was in awe at what I had just experienced. It was like you were walking through the movie. And that's the way I kind of felt here about the Halloween house. Now, spoiler alert, I'm going to be talking about some things that take place in the house along with maybe a couple of the other houses. So if you haven't been and you're going, don't listen yet. Wait till you've attended Halloween Horror Nights. But there was, as you go through the, the Halloween house this year, the level of detail is astounding. And there's one scene where you walk into a room and you're surrounded by, I don't know, maybe eight Michael Myers and they all look like statues and you know some of them are statues and at least one of them is a real person and you don't know which one is going to make a jump at you. You just don't know. So I'm walking into this room, even though you're kind of packed together in these homes, there was no one really in front of me at the time. And I'm like, okay, which Michael Myers is it going to be? And then out of nowhere, one of them moves. And it was like, oh, man, this is classic Horror Nights right here. Love the Halloween house. I thought it was fantastic. It was my favorite of the night. Uh, Also got to give props to the Universal Monsters house. This year, I guess it was called Legends Collide, if I'm right about that. And uh, it featured the mummy, the wolfman, and Dracula. And I thought it was... Great. I don't have anything negative to say about it. The sets were fantastic. The I thought it was intense. I thought it was an intense house as these things go. You know, when you go through so many of them, you kind of get used to it. This was a little bit intense. Uh, but if you like the classic monsters, this is for you. And I thought um, it, it was definitely a memorable house this year. I really enjoyed it. Not, not much I can add to it. A lot of attention was given to the weekend house this year. That's devoted to the singer, The Weeknd. I happen to be a fan of The Weeknd. I saw him in concert this summer. His newest album, Dawn FM, which came out earlier this year, is fantastic. Uh, That that album was not a focus of this house. The After Hours album was. And uh, it's interesting because when you get to the house and you're waiting to go in, it's one of the most popular houses, and it's kind of like a party. They have loud music playing, they play Blinding Lights and a few of his other hit songs. And uh, it's exciting when you get into the house. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a weird house. I didn't really understand everything I was looking at. 
Uh, but it was fun. And if you're a fan of The Weeknd, you're a fan of his music and f- a fan of his aesthetic, meaning like think of the Super Bowl halftime show he was in, the people with the the covered faces and there's a horror element to his work and aesthetic. You would enjoy this house. So I like the weekend house. It wasn't what it wasn't my favorite it may not even be top two or three, but I, I did like it. Uh, also enjoyed the, uh, let me see here. Um, as I'm talking to you, I got a list of the uh, haunted houses here. Horrors of Blumhouse. That's what I wanted to mention. So the Horrors of Blumhouse was kind of like two houses in one. First, you went through a house devoted to the movie Freaky, which is a uh, fun movie. I uh, enjoyed that when I watched it a couple of years ago. And props to the performers in the house for doing a great job. The second house at the Blumhouse experience was devoted to the Black Phone, which is a very intense horror movie. came out earlier this year starring Ethan Hawke. It's... Serious horror. Uh, I actually thought as houses went, this was the most intense house. And I'll tell you why I say that. If you've seen the movie The Black Phone or seen the trailer or honestly even seen the movie poster, Ethan Hawke's character wears a mask, a couple of masks in the movie, I believe, which is very frightening. It's very unnerving to look at the, the, the masks. And as you're going through this house which is dark and like your classic Halloween Horror Nights house, you get the jump scares with actors wearing that mask. And when you're in that setting and that character pops out, it's intense. Uh, Other people I know that have been through the house and have been to Horror Nights many times over the years also have commented, (coughs) excuse me, how intense the house was. But it was really good. Uh, so we, I like the horrors of Blumhouse uh, walkthrough. I also like Dead Man's Pier Winter's Wake, which someone, I was actually having lunch at the Boathouse at Disney Springs on Friday afternoon, the day before I went to Horror Nights. And I was talking to the waitress and she had said she'd been to Horror Nights a few times. And she said to me that the house at Dead Man's Pier Winter's Wake was beautiful and There was a lot to see there, and I agree with that. The imagery, the lighting, the level of detail was breathtaking. It's a testament to the hard work that Universal put into this particular house and the Horror Nights experience. A lot of people had difficulty going through the Bugs Eaten Alive house because of a fear of bugs. And uh, if you don't like bugs, this house may not be for you. Look, I don't like bugs, but I don't have a fear of them or anything like that. Um... It was uh, it was a good house, not one of my favorite, but I enjoyed it. Spirits of the Coven, another highlight. A couple of houses I was not as into, uh, but overall, I thought it was a very strong year for the houses. Several people I talked to who go every year said they preferred this year to last year. I seem to recall talking to one person who preferred last year to this year, but to me, it's all Great. It's very tough to differentiate one year from the next because it's a similar experience. It really comes down to the houses. I honestly couldn't really tell you what was there last year versus the year, well, I guess the year before was 2020 versus 2019 and so forth. But if you like Halloween, you enjoy this stuff, I do recommend it. Now, I will comment that staying at a Universal Hotel, we were able to go into the 
theme park at a separate entrance for Universal Resort guests. And in the past, you used to wait in a queue and then they would open up the gates and you'd go in along with everyone else. This year, they did something a little different. This year, they immediately sent you into the, I guess it's the Hellblock Horror House. This is before the event had officially opened. And yet, uh, this particular house was open for resort guests. They did seem to be a little bit understaffed in the house. Not a lot of scare actors. I suspect that if I had gone later in the evening, there would have been more actors. But you got that house out of the way. And the event did seem largely to start before the anticipated start time of, I guess, 6.30. We got everything done within about three hours, give or take. We had the express pass, which enabled us to do that. That lets you skip many of the the lines. Skip all the lines. Some of them are still kind of long, but you you get to skip the main lines anyway. By 10 o'clock at night, we, we stuck around. We went to Diagon Alley. We had gone to dinner. We were hanging out. By 10 o'clock at night, it was so crowded that I was ready to go. It just was so busy. And the event is dark. Again, the Halloween aesthetic. And it's tough to see. And there's just so many people. It Out of all of the theme park events that I have been to, without a doubt, Halloween Horror Nights on a Saturday night <coughs> excuse me, is the busiest. And from what I'm reading online, it seems like it's going to be busy no matter when you go. You could go during the week. The crowds still seem to be quite large. But that was Halloween Horror Nights. It was a fun time. And then we concluded the weekend by going to Epcot. Spent the day there at the Food and Wine Festival. Had some great food. The uh, cheese bread from Brazil. Belgian waffle. Uh, I got the chocolate. Belgian waffle is great. Um, Trying to think what else. At the Joffrey's booth had like a mocha cappuccino or something. It was great. Great food. And we went to Via Napoli for lunch, which is always nice. Always good food. And uh, went on Test Track and a few of the other attractions. So all in all, great time in Orlando. Wonderful weekend to celebrate Halloween season. And it's hard to believe as I record this that Halloween is only a few days away. There's such buildup to the holiday in terms of events to go to, activities to partake in movies and TV shows that air during Halloween season. And then the holiday itself comes and it's over pretty quickly. And then we turn our attention to the holiday season. But that was Halloween Horror Nights. was a really good time. Then I was thinking what else I could talk to you all about today. I wanted to speak briefly about the uh, Apple AirPods Pro 2 that I got. I've been using Apple's AirPods since they first came out. I remember with the original version, which was the regular AirPods, someone saw me wearing them shortly after purchase and told me I looked like an idiot because people were not used to the way they looked. Now you see these things everywhere, so I think society is used to them. And the Pro versions are great headphones. I had gotten the first AirPods Pro at an Apple store in Florida, and I was debating getting the second generation. I wasn't sure if they were worth the money or if there would be enough of a difference, but I had read reviews that were positive that advised people to upgrade, so that's exactly what I did. There are a few differences between the second generation AirPods and the first generation. So the first one, which was the major reason why I upgraded, was an improvement in sound quality. And I can tell you the moment that I put in the second generation AirPods Pro for the first time, 
I noticed a distinct difference in sound quality. The sound was significantly better. The bass was deeper, the sound was richer, and if you use Apple Music and you use your AirPods headphones, you do access the spatial audio capabilities of the streaming service, and it does sound fantastic. So if you're on the fence about upgrading, saying, oh, I got the first generation, it's not that you have to upgrade. I'm not advising people to do that, but what I am telling them is that if you do upgrade, you will notice a significant improvement in sound quality. Second change relates to a feature where you can touch the AirPods when listening and kind of slide up and down on the stem of the AirPods to adjust the volume. That's another difference. And uh, it took some getting used to. I honestly barely use that feature. If I'm adjusting the sound on the AirPods, I'm going to be more likely to do that either through my phone or my my iPod, excuse me, iPad, wherever I'm listening from, or because I have an Apple Watch and you're listening to music, you can adjust the volume by spinning the dial. Sliding up and down the stem is still not natural to me and I haven't really been using it that much. Uh, Battery life is another feature that has also improved and I do see that. No AirPods last forever. Bluetooth headphones will inevitably lose their battery power over time. And my AirPods Pro, first generation AirPods Pro, battery was not as strong now as it was when I had first gotten the headphones. Switching to the second generation, I noticed a significant, significant improvement in battery life. Uh, From the way they look, there's no real change. You can't tell the difference looking at the AirPods Pro first generation versus second. But another improvement came in the case for the AirPods Pro second generation. One, if you wanted to insert like a little um, holder, I don't know, with a strap that you would insert in to be able to better hold the AirPods Pro case, you could do that. I personally have not. And then the AirPods Pro case now has a speaker. So if you lost your AirPods Pro, you can trigger it to make a sound and locate where your AirPods Pro are. Now, fortunately, I have not had to use that yet, but it's nice to know it's there in case I ever did need to access that feature. Also, the AirPods Pro second generation allow you to charge the case on a MagSafe charger, which I have done. It's a nice, convenient feature. So overall, I give these headphones great reviews. The AirPods are probably the most popular headphones I see. I see tons of people wearing them. They're not that intrusive, meaning you could keep them on and still go about your daily activities and uh, it doesn't, it's not a problem to do that. So I would encourage all of you to certainly get a pair of AirPods um, and there are benefits to upgrading from first generation to second generation of the AirPods Pro if you are so inclined. There probably are better headphones out there on the market from a technical perspective I know some Sonys are good, some Bose are good, uh, certain Beats I think are very good, and those are owned by Apple as well. But if you have Apple Music, and I mainly use Spotify, but I do have Apple Music included with my cell phone plan, and that does have spatial audio, and only certain headphones work with that. So you want to make sure, in my opinion, that if you have Apple Music, you're taking advantage of that and working with the pair of headphones in which you can get the spatial audio sounds. So I wanted to mention that. Uh, Then also wanted to talk about a particular coffee that I have been enjoying recently. We 
started the Stuff We Love podcast with the intention of periodically talking about food. I think there's even food images in our logo. Uh, but we haven't done it that much other than, I guess, talking about restaurants that we go to in Orlando. But um, I tried at Trader Joe's recently a cake cup for their autumn maple coffee. And I love it. It is fantastic. After trying it for the first time, I went online and read reviews of the product. And uh, other people had commented the same thing, saying that it's like fall in a cup, the fall season. And um, I understand that. It does taste phenomenal. So if you like coffee and you have a carrying machine, Trader Joe's Autumn Maple Coffee, 10 out of 10. Highly, highly recommend. And... um, in terms of what I've been watching this Halloween season, because, look, I watch horror movies all year long and horror TV shows all year long, but particularly I want to do it during the Halloween season. I'll mention a few of them for you. The first is a movie streaming on Amazon Prime Video, which is my best friend's Exorcism. It's based on a book by, I believe the author's name is Grady Hendrix, but let me confirm that for you. Um, let's see. Yes, Grady Hendrix. He writes, yes, Grady Hendrix, My Best Friend's Exorcism is the book. Um, He writes a lot of horror novels. And uh, this is kind of like a combination of a traditional horror movie in a teen film. Uh, It's quite good. I do recommend it if you like this type of stuff. It's got a sense of humor as well. On Peacock, I watched Halloween Ends. Now, uh, yeah, I should say something about Peacock. When I was at Halloween Horror Nights and Universal Studios in general, saw many advertisements for Peacock. Of course, there's an affiliation between Universal and Peacock. Uh, Comcast owns Universal. Comcast also is the owner of NBC. Peacock is NBC's streaming service. So it's only natural you're going to get a lot of Universal content on there. And if you log into Peacock, you'll see they have a very good and thorough Halloween section that includes access to classic Universal Monsters films. They have quite a few in their library. Uh, certain Halloween films, they have Halloween TV shows, uh, Halloween episodes of TV shows, I should say, like The Office and Parks and Recreation and others. Then they have actors who have curated certain films. I know Jamie Lee Curtis is one of them. And they do have exclusive streaming, at least as of this moment, to the most recent and perhaps final. I say perhaps because... These films never seem to end, these, these film series, but Halloween Ends, the newest uh, Michael Myers film starring Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, which I watched when I got home from my trip. I personally liked it. I've read other takes or listened to other takes of people that liked it. There's things about it I was not crazy about. Spoiler alert right here. In the film, Michael Myers works with another person to carry out a series of murders. Not everyone was a fan of that. I have mixed thoughts about it. I thought it was better than the previous film, which was, what was that, Halloween Kills? Is that? I'm going to look this up because now it's going to bother me. Solo show, so just bear with me. Yeah, Halloween Kills, I believe, is the previous one. Didn't really like that at all. Uh, This is better than that, okay? But I did watch that and enjoy that, and I think Peacock... uh, is worth checking out at least for a period of time just if you want to see that. And then I watched Spirit Halloween, the movie, which is a recent film starring Christopher Lloyd and several other actors, including Rachel Lee Cook, uh, which is, as the name suggests, a film devoted to Spirit Halloween. Spirit Halloween is it plays a pl- prominent role in the movie, and uh, it's very much family-friendly Halloween entertainment. 
I enjoy that. And another film which is very family-friendly for this Halloween season is The Curse of Bridge Hollow, starring Marlon Wayans on uh, Netflix. Very good movie. Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child is also in there, along with, I'll tell you her name, from Stranger Things. Her name is Priya, if I'm saying that correct. Priya Ferguson. And she's, uh, if you watch Stranger Things, you would recognize her. Very good, family-friendly Halloween entertainment. Uh, Then I watched The Monsters, which is streaming on Netflix. Now, this movie, The Monsters, I remember being out to lunch a couple of years ago and reading that Rob Zombie was going to be making a Monsters movie. And I thought this sounded great because you got the horror mind of Rob Zombie with the classic funny type of horror IP, which is The Monsters. I thought there was a lot of good stuff that could be done with it. Then the movie was made, started to get some negative buzz, watched the trailer for it, thought it would be the type of movie that would ultimately end up as kind of like a cult classic. Then I watched the movie. Now, here's the deal. The Munsters is not a good movie, as movies go. It's cheesy. It's over the top. It's very ridiculous at times. But I kind of liked it. And after watching it, I kind of wanted to watch it again. I do think it's going to take on a cult classic type status. The soundtrack is kind of fun, so check that out. You know, do I recommend it? I recommend it if you know kind of what you're getting into, is what I would say about that. Uh, But those are some of the films I've been watching this Halloween season. There's so much content out there. There's no way to keep up with everything. I still want to watch the TV series Interview with the Vampire on AMC, there's some vampire show. Is it Reginald the Vampire that came out, which I do want to see. I'm, it, its name is escaping me. And, of course, previous shows that I still have not gotten around to watching, like Obi-Wan and Andor. There's only so much time to see all this stuff, especially if you're watching a lot of sports and you're watching other TV shows. And if you're listening to music and reading and you're working and you just, you know, there's a limit. But anyhow... I guess we'll wrap it up there. I know this is a very short episode. As I mentioned at the beginning, I just wanted to get something out there to you all so that you have some content. And like I said earlier, we're planning as of this point in time, if the schedules work out okay, to record a Taylor Swift Midnight's review episode. That should come out in the next couple of weeks. The recording date is tentatively set for next week. And also, if you're a fan of music, don't forget to check out the reissue of the Beatles album Revolver, which comes out tomorrow, Friday, October 28th, with a remix version of the album along with a series of outtakes. It's being reissued digitally, CD, vinyl. Check it out. This is a big deal. And we absolutely will be having an episode devoted to that in which I'll be joined by Dan and Scott to talk about the box set. So with that, happy Halloween. Stay safe, everyone. This is Scott, and you have been listening to the Stuff We Love podcast.